0: Game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis
1: ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Left shot. Go glove shelf. Here comes McDavid. Pulls way to the right. Brings it back to the middle. He'll
0: shoot. Scores! side upstairs. And the Oilers get the first goal of the shootout. Well, that is recorded as the game-deciding goal tonight as the Oilers beat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-4 in a shootout. So the Oilers have won three straight. They're 6-3 and three in their last nine. Their record for the season nudges up to 8-12-1. Vegas now 14-5-4. Just three wins in their last 11 games, but they've lost an overtime or a shootout four times in that span. The Oilers led... Four two after two, they led four two with seven minutes left. But Vegas rallied. Hutton scored with six thirty on the clock. Kolasar knocked a puck out of the air in front with two oh eight left. So Vegas earns the uh, single point as a result of those plays. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in studio ninety nine for Heartland Ford overtime open line. Rob, good to see you. Good to be here. So. Pretty good game overall, I thought, for, right. for Edmonton. Entertaining game, certainly. Um, I, I know we'll have uh, probably some people thinking, man, oh, man, would have been nice to close it, <laughs> close it on regulation. What, what did you see in the final seven minutes when Vegas pushed and got the two?
1: Well, Vegas is good. Uh, we, we talked before the game how in the four Oiler losses last year to Vegas in the playoffs, the Oilers were leading in all those games in the second period. Uh, Vegas had no panic in their game And the thing that they continue to do The others are down two going into the third We're seeing a whole lot of Connor and Leon The Vegas Golden Knights, they just kept rolling four lines That's the, that's the type of team they are And uh, I believe it was their, their fourth line tied the game up late As Kolasar puts it in uh, Their, I don't know, it's their sixth defenseman Got them going with the third goal of the, of the game I think their third line might have been out for that one um, They're good, they're deep um, I, I, they, it's a team that you can't fall asleep on uh, because there, there's no line that they put out that is just going to, you say, okay, this line's coming here, we can take a breath, because they all play they all play hard, they play a simple game I, I think in this game uh, Thompson uh, blinked and made the one mistake where he let the Garnier goal in uh, but as far as the Oilers played, I thought they played a pretty solid game that unfortunately at the very end they didn't get the bounces or the breaks or they didn't get that extended goal on their power play, which they had some good looks. Yeah. And the Golden Knights got two chances, put them both in. But then what got a little scary for the Oilers is I think it was Zach Whitecloud. The Oilers got caught napping and Zach Whitecloud walked in with about 30 seconds to go in the game. He had a wide open chance that Skinner made a save on the Oilers. Very very fortunate to get into overtime. But after once it got into overtime, the Oilers seemed to carry the play.
0: Well, they didn't have a puck, a puck a lot in overtime. Vegas kept it away, but they never really got it. But when, when the others did get it,
1: they got a couple chances. And, the, the thi- well, the the best play possibly in the entire overtime might have been Nugent Hopkins jumping over Evander Kane when Kane fell. Because mm-hmm. when Kane fell, he slid into Nugent Hopkins, and you just saw one of those, oh, no, he's going to knock down Nugent, and all of a sudden it's going to be a 3-on-1 jailbreak going the other way. Nugent jumps over and keeps control of the puck. And there's no grade-A scoring chance for for the Golden Knights. And then it is amazing how quickly things can go. There's face-off in Vegas' end, 20 seconds to go in overtime. Gets stumped all the way down to the Oilers' end. You think, okay, the game is over. But no, here comes a two-on-one Connor McDavid to Evan Bouchard. And I think Evan Bouchard tonight... Is going to have nightmares. He is not going to get a better opportunity to score a game winning goal than he did tonight on a backdoor feed from Connor McDavid.
0: Yeah, it tapped it just wide with three seconds left in overtime. But the Oilers do survive the shootout to get a 5 4 win tonight. So that means the Japanese Village goal light is activated on 630Ched.com. We turn it on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. So you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration. For the census, visit jvedmonton.ca. Connor McDavid scored on a breakaway, two assists tonight. Game deciding goal in the breakaway. We played that highlight. Uh, he's up to 12 points in his last three games.
1: Yeah, all those that were wondering what was wrong with Connor, yeah, the answer is nothing. Uh, Puck's following him now, and I think he, like all the Oilers early in the season, snake bitten a little bit, and then had a little bit of a confidence issue. Well, I think the confidence and the swagger is back. Uh, because there were a couple shifts where the puck got dumped out, and Connor went back. He was going back 100 miles an hour, so he could pick up the puck and come back with it 110 miles an hour. Uh, he looked good. Uh, three points uh, was uh, probably the the least amount he was going to get in this hockey game because he was all over it offensively, and was you know about three inches away from his fourth point on the overtime assist that bouchard missed on but then when he went in on the pop penalty shot it, it's funny because the goalie catch is different logan thompson's an opposite hand so normally you you stay away from the blocker and they did and both he and nuge they go to the same spot where the glove is not normally on that side they both went and picked it apart and Connor mcdavid made it look easy twice on breakaways tonight
0: yeah Marshall so shot I think well, wide of the and net. And that wasn't even close. And uh, Eichel hit the goalpost. So that's how, uh, well, that's the fewest number of shooters you can have in the shootout is four. Or they're scored on both of theirs. Vegas did not score. Edmonton takes it 5 4 in uh, a shootout tonight. They were up 1 nothing after one. And that was the goal, Rob, where you mentioned, uh, you know, Thompson's going to want that back. Gagne off a faceoff win. I mean, his back is pretty much against the boards right by the hash marks. Any, any player will say, "Well, when I'm always oh, shooting to score, no, but he <laughs> but he's he's shooting to, to create some chaos well, in front he, of the net and it goes in."
1: Well, there's never a bad play when you throw the puck on net. Uh, I mean, fluke goals go in only when you shoot the puck on net. So he, he put it on net. I, I mean, I don't know how that gets past Logan Thompson, who uh, came in with a two point something goals against average. He's having a fantastic season. But that was an unexpected goal—a very, very low event first period. And I don't even know if that was an event. I mean, that was so great—I don't know, grade C, grade D, grade E—scoring chance, but became a, an important goal in the game in a tie, tie game. That first goal was very important for the Oilers. And good on Gagne—he hasn't played much as of late. Comes back in the lineup, plays on the fourth line, and puts his third in.
0: Well, he's got three goals. Yep, right. I, I mean, Gagne's got three goals in nine games. Uh, James Hamlin got an assist tonight. He has three points in 11 games. Uh, I I thought Derek Ryan does what Derek Ryan does. I know he didn't get a point. We hit the post. He's always always in the right spot. But I I think the separation between these two teams, well I know the separation between these two teams because we saw it in the playoffs and I think we saw it a little bit tonight, was just the depth. You know, one through twelve. You mentioned, I mean Kolasar is out on the ice. He's their twelfth forward. Yep. He's out on the ice scoring the tying goal with two minutes left.
1: And so A, he's on the ice, and B, what a play that was. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that you'll you'll see Connor or Leon or well, we saw Nuge the baseball swing in Washington. This is your twelfth for, forward, and it wasn't like it was a it wasn't a soft little like you throw to your kid to hit off a the ball when you teach them how to play baseball. It was fired across, and he knocks it out of the air and into the net. That is why Vegas. Well, that's why Vegas won the Stanley Cup last year. They got very good defense. They had good defense or good goaltending, but they are deep up front. And as as we saw tonight, they're not afraid to put their fourth line out down a goal with two minutes to go in the hockey game. We wouldn't see the others fourth line, and we wouldn't see most teams in the National Hockey League fourth line. Tonight, the Vegas Gold Knights, their their best players weren't great, but their third and fourth line guys were very very good. So. Uh, Vegas is going to be a very good team all season long and uh, a hard outcome playoff time uh, but the Edmonton Oilers tonight uh, stole a couple more points and slowly creeping up into that playoff picture
0: and, and another thing Rob and I, and I said this after the, uh, the playoffs last year and uh, you know I've talked about it periodically Vegas I'm sure there are most hockey. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second here. Here's uh, head coach Chris Knobla.
1: They both were in the right position. Puck kind of
2: ricocheted off their stick and kind of seemed to change it. What? Did, how, how would you view the game start to finish in your eyes? Um, I, I thought we played pretty well. The last five minutes, it was um, a little chaotic, and we were making, I don't want to say mistakes, but we gave them some opportunities. And the one that kind of changed it, I thought we were in pretty good control, 4-2, and... Um, I know Adam and I think it was Vinny made the play, they made the slot and they both got their stick on it and pops out to that guy perfectly. Um, You know, I think we could have played it much better, but unfortunately they capitalized on that. Um, The other one, they just sling to the net, get a stick on it, um, tie it up. But overall, I think the first 15 minutes of the third period, it was a pretty good period by us. Uh, We had a lot of opportunities to uh, kind of put it away, like certainly on the power play, uh, some five on five chances, but um, you know, we didn't, and fortunately it just took us uh, an extra five minutes and a shootout.
1: Hyman a late
2: scratch uh, due to illness. Yanmar goes in, scores.
1: Gagne goes in on the fourth line, scores. Kane goes on the first unit power play for Hyman scores. So you had to be happy with kind of how guys fill in with 18 out.
2: Yeah, no, we absolutely needed guys stepping up, and when somebody's not, able to play whether it's uh, an injury or just not finding his game we need other guys stepping into those situations you know nice to see Sam who hadn't been played in a couple games Um, he was uh, he benefited he was the guy that came in the lineup and you know we're just talking about uh, in practice he scores a lot in practice because he's always shooting to score and you know immediately shoots that and you know it's a bad angle but he knew what he was doing it was a good play Yanni, I thought he played a really good game, especially on the penalty kill, made a lot of big plays, um, but need guys going to the net, and he absolutely benefited by going to the net. Goes off his uh, chest and in. Um, but yeah, I was very happy with those guys.
3: When you, uh, when you started here, you talked about players maybe you know, squeezing the sticks or not feeling the confidence the right way. Have you noticed a shift in the time that you've been here and what you're seeing guys, just the, the confidence that they seem to be displaying?
2: Well, um, absolutely. You look at uh, McDavid, who's got um, 12 points in his last three games. I think there's a lot less frustration with him than there was previously two weeks ago. Um, but other guys, too, are just, you know, when you win games and you get some offense, everyone just feels better about themselves and they're able to play, play hockey.
3: When your team is killing penalties as well as it is right now, I mean, the obvious is you're not letting in goals, but I mean, how much does that help just the overall feeling of the game?
2: I think you, the good teams always have confidence when um, you want to play freely and not always worry about, oh, am I going to take a penalty? And I just find the best teams. uh, typically have good penalty kills. They can kill and they defend really well five on five. And Right now, last uh, three games, I thought we've done a pretty good job of that and we have to continue doing that. Chris,
0: when a little bit of adversity hits, like the lead getting um, chipped away at and they tie it up, have you noticed a difference in how your group is responding on the bench, maybe a little bit, as opposed to a couple of weeks ago where things weren't going in your favor?
2: Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's guys were positive on the bench it was don't worry about it we're still going to get the two points let's continue to play hockey so I don't think I would have heard that earlier when I first came here Um, but when you get a couple wins and you start playing good hockey and sometimes things just don't go your way like I said in the third period I thought we should have been able to pull away didn't happen Um, they just still believed in it which was nice. Chris I just want.
0: Just wonder at uh, what point did you realize that Hyman wouldn't be able to play tonight and, and what kind of, what went into the decision to put Yanmark in his spot? Up the
2: top? Uh, well, this morning we knew he was um, sick, um, was told that he felt like he was going to play through and, and I've heard, obviously I don't know Zach very well, but from what I've heard, um, he plays through a lot. Whether he's sick or injured or whatever, um, he uh, perseveres and guts it out. Uh, so there was a lot of optimism that he was gonna play. And then that was in the morning, and then afternoon, and then he came to the rink um, at five o'clock, and was not in good condition. We sent him home, and um, yeah, so hopefully he's rested up and ready for uh, Winnipeg.
4: Okay, sorry, and, and Janmark, like, what went into that decision to, to, to put him up top there?
2: Uh, right from the start, as soon as we knew that he was sick, we told him in the morning that um, if he If Hyman can't play, then um, he'd be moving up there. And I've just, obviously, I haven't seen him in that situation. From what I've heard is he's a guy that can play with skill. He's, you know, obviously had a big role when he was with um, Dallas, playing on the top role. I believe he scored 19 goals that season. Um, But he won, he can transport the puck. He doesn't kill plays. He can get it to a centerman or whoever it is. He's just not a chip and chase. He's really good, reliable um, defensively, obviously, how much a uh, factor he has been on the penalty kill. And also playing with those guys, you need somebody going to go into the net. So those three factors um, is a good fit for that line. Chris, Hyman's role is in front of the net, but you have a pretty good backup in Vander Kane most teams don't have that so do you really see much drop drop off when on the power play when Zach does not play with Kane there two two excellent options absolutely two excellent options and it all mostly comes down to um, looks on your power play if you want a lefty or a righty and what are the low plays and I think that's probably the biggest difference Um, I think they're both excellent options um, and they kind of do things a little bit differently but they are a lot of teams don't have that option on their first unit to have either one of those guys we fortunately have two options and what have you noticed with Paul Coffey on the bench is he talkative does he talk to the defenseman all the time or does he sit back and watch I'm so focused on my forwards I'm not sure what's going on I think there is a lot of talking Um I think the players like the communication that he's providing, whether that's um, in the meetings in the morning, showing him stuff, or just, I know he spends a lot in the dressing room sitting beside a player just talking to him about his game or what's going on in his life. Um, I don't know. I think the the fans feel comfortable with him and they want to play hard for him. Thank you. All right, that is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch
0: at the mic, courtesy Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Oilers beat the Golden Knights 5-4 in a shootout. So I I was saying before that came on, this was the game, the the first game the crowd really got on the ref, Refing here at Rogers Place. Mm -hmm. To me, there were... I'm not saying it was a poorly refereed game, but there were a lot of calls where I was looking, oh, is that going to be a call? Is that going to be a call? But some both ways, but Vegas, and I said this about them last year, they they are miserable you-know-whats when they put on the hockey equipment. Mm-hmm. And and that's part of the reason they're good. Like They, they push it. They, they're almost daring say, okay, you're going to call everything we do? You can't call everything we do. We're just going to keep doing it.
1: It's funny. I, I, I thought the opposite. I think that Vegas is a very disciplined team. I think they play within the rules. I think the they're roles. incredibly chippy. Really? I don't see that. I, I, th- I think the Oilers are a chippier team. Let,
0: let me put it this way. Oh. I think Vegas pushes it with little hooks, little holds, little interference as, as much as they can. All that sort of gamesmanship.
1: Huh, I don't see that. I see them to be a team that is very smart and not putting themselves in a, a position to go shorthanded. I think the Oilers are a chippy team. I think when they get going... Uh, they play with edge, and that 's one of the things that makes them tough to play against is when their best players are out there playing with edge, not crossing the line but playing with edge uh, yeah i don 't see that with uh, Vegas I think the I was watching up top and i 'm thinking, okay, this is a team that doesn 't give you a lot of opportunities on the power play because they do play fairly smart uh,
0: i don 't know there there were some there was some little i mean McDavid had his stick stripped in the third period. The stick was in the guy's arm. Did he not?
1: It was in his guy's arm, and he pinned it against the boards. Yeah, no, the referee was standing right there. I I had no problem with the refereeing tonight. I thought the refereeing was fine. Um, Whenever the home crowd sees something they don't like, they're going to yell and scream, and I'm sure sure. that's that's part of being a fan and enjoying the game. But, no, uh, I think that Bruce Cassidy's teams are, are, are very disciplined, so they don't give the other team those opportunities they, they play a smart hockey game so uh, Vegas is good and well tonight, you see the them differently a than I do
5: Yep. Yeah. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com dot slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Uh, I'm actually complimenting them, but I think they I think they really push it, and I think that I think that puts pressure on the officials that they can't possibly call everything. See, every I, little thing.
1: Yeah, but the thing I the others had had more penalties tonight so that's why i don't see how that because right it,
0: that's why the crowd
1: was booing yeah but if if, if the referees aren't going to call everything you would think well they're going to call five but we're not going to call seven or if they're going to call six they're not going to call nine but when the Oilers get more penalties so it's not the, the 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 refs weren't afraid to make that many calls so they didn't call enough of the others of the vegas gold knights the florida panthers chippy that is a very very chippy hockey club that's when I see a team that plays on the edge and crosses it, and why they're in the penalty box a lot. But the Vegas Golden Knights, I think, are the opposite.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep watching, I guess. Oilers win five uh, four over the Golden Knights in a shootout. We'll hear from Connor McDavid. Another great game from him. You can get in touch That zero zero six three. That is the hotline presented by Certainty, the Pro's Choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 chance. Get it out to Stevenson, his shot, nice save by Skinner, the rebound comes free, across to Eichel, the pass by Petrangelo, and that one broken up, cleared out by Yanmar.
0: That is the uh, save of the game for Crystal Glass Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. So, yeah, Kellen, I wasn't even listening to that. What was that? That was I a I big
4: Stuart Skinner save from uh, period one there, I buddy. I, I
0: think Vegas is one of the most physical and aggressive teams in the NHL. Um, like top th- to bottom, grinding. They grind. Consistent, I give them that. Yeah, they grind Fearless. Up. I, I, they grind, yes, but there I don't.
1: Uh, to me, when I think of teams that play over the edge, that's Florida, uh, the Ottawa Senators. At times, those are teams that play over the edge. Vegas, to me, the one of the reasons they won the Stanley Cup is they're a disciplined hockey club. They, they don't take dumb penalties. They don't put themselves in that position. Other than Alex Pietrangelo, who took a dumb one <laughs> last year, and. And, and paid a price, probably should have paid a bigger price. But to me, that is a well-coached team that understands the fact that they have to stay disciplined to win hockey games. So, yeah, I, I don't see it with them. There are teams out there that I see that play dumb. They're not a
0: team that does that. Yeah, no, I'm not suggesting they're dumb. But you're supposed, I, I'm, you're suggesting, I'm suggesting they, they, they toe the line and, and sometimes might cross the line. And gleefully do it, as Petrangelo did. I don't <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Oh, well, it was dumb. I'm not sure he, he
1: was going to try to break a wrist. I think he was trying to swing, and I think partway through the swing, he realized, okay, this is stupid. I, I mean, this yeah, I, I don't see that with the Vegas Golden Knights at all. I think they're, they grind you down. They're big and strong, uh, physical, but it's not a team to me that crosses the line. We just saw one of those in the Florida Panthers. That is a completely opposite team. That's a team I would love for the Oilers to play in the playoffs because I believe in the playoffs, the Oilers would get about six, seven power plays a night against that team.
0: All right. Well, agree to disagree. Uh, the power plays tonight, the Oilers were one for three, Vegas was 0 for five. The Oilers' penalty killing was uh, actually pretty good, especially those two they killed off in the first period. Uh, the power play update for Conlon Motorsports, they'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at ConlonMotorsports.ca. All right, before we go to Connor McDavid, we have uh, Devin at 7804960063. Devin, go ahead.
4: Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, one, Rob, I wanted your opinion on last night's um, last 10 minutes on the Ottawa and Florida game, because that was, like, <laughs> really awesome watching that. Um, and then the second one is, um, Rob, I heard you talking to Bob um, right at the end of the game against, about uh, Ryan McLeod.
0: Um, I wanted to know how much more leeway does he, do you guys think that he deserves to get? Because I just, I don't see a bunch of upsides from him.
1: Um, well, I, there's, again, any time a new coach comes in, they're going to wipe the blackboard. And it's good. Everyone gets a fresh start. And that's always good. And, but it's also sometimes uh, what media or fans or, or, or people around here see The coach is just seeing it for the first time. So he's not going to say, "Okay, I'm holding you out because you made that mistake, because this is the first time he's seen him make the mistake. Uh, The one thing that we have seen with Knobloch when it came to McLeod, there have been a few games where they flip-flop McLeod and Hamblin. And I mean, that's something that we wouldn't have seen. And this was it during the game. We wouldn't have seen in the past where all of a sudden Hamblin, an undrafted kid, get called up for the minors, is moving ahead of McLeod in the lineup. The one thing that surprises me about McLeod is the amount of power play time he gets on the second unit. For a guy that's just got two assists and no goals on the season, I, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, they they want and they need Ryan McLeod to be a good third-line centre. They they need that because of his contract, because they put time and money into him. They, they want him to be what they expect him to be. But for Ryan McLeod, for him to be a, a player that can produce at this level, he has to find the blue paint more. He's, he's, he's very good with bringing the puck in, he plays on the perimeter, but in the National Hockey League, uh, you need to play in the blue paint. He's not Stamkos, he's not Ovechkin, he doesn't have a shot that's gonna beat goalies from distance, so until he gets into the, the rough areas or the tough areas, he's not gonna find the back of the net as often as he should. As for the game against the Ottawa, I mean, that's fun to watch as a fan. I've been in those games and it's not as much fun when you start looking around the ice and trying to find someone your size and none of them are out there. But yeah, the entertainment value was huge and it added to the fact that the Kachuk brothers were going head to head in that game.
0: Oilers win at 5-4 in a shootout over Vegas. The Oilers have won three straight, so it's a $500 donation to 6.30. Chet Sanis Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers When accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com They give $100 for every order's goal throughout the season. Connor McDavid with three points. He's the first start tonight. Here he is.
2: Not what you wanted but in a night like tonight is more just about getting the two relevant
3: maybe the one that was lost or how you see it? The one that was lost. yeah, the one I they picked up. Yeah. Um... We'll take wins anyway we can get them at this point. Um, obviously, it'd be nice to close it out. Um, up to, with uh, you know five minutes to go, we expect to close that out. But we'll take the win anyway we can. If you look at the way your group played tonight, outside of those couple letdowns <laughs> there, I mean, is that a template or what? Do you, what did you think of the way you guys were overall in this thing? Uh, I thought it was a lot of a lot of good, a lot of really good signs. Um, I liked a lot of our third period. Um, Felt like they were opportunistic to 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 tie the game, and um, but they're a good team, and that's what they do. Um, so. You guys talking about uh, confidence a lot lately. Is this kind
2: of one game bleeds into the next and bleeds into the next and then sort of good things start happening?
3: Well, it's momentum. Um, definitely momentum in our room. I think we can feel it. Um, you know, I think we've liked what we've seen over the last three. and um, something to build off of. When your team is killing penalties the way yours is, I'm not saying that you guys don't worry about taking penalties, but it, I mean, how much confidence does it give you and maybe let you not worry about that so much? Yeah, the PK's been great. Um, you know, really, really, really solid. Um, keeping us in, in 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 games and, um, you know, I think uh, it's a credit to those guys that are doing it. Have
2: you had a goal like that before where the guy misses the net it goes all the way around and you're standing there
3: by yourself? Uh, no, um, I, I, don't know, I don't know, I'm sure maybe somewhere, but um, pretty fortunate, I uh, will take it. all right did you get an explanation from the official when and and your stick got taken on your hands there with three minutes to go? Uh, no, You know, I try to let the officials do their job. Um, I don't bother them much. Um, you know, it, uh, these things happen. I think it's a penalty. He doesn't. That's the way it goes.
2: Connor, whether it was Yanmark
0: or Kane or even uh, Gagne, what did you think of the guys kind of filling in for Hyman in various
3: capacities? Yeah, I thought everybody did a good job. It was kind of a, a team effort um, to uh, to fill in for Himes. He obviously touches a lot of aspects of our game. Um, you know, so definitely missed him here tonight. But you know, I thought Gaggs did a great job stepping in. Kane in that front on the power play scores a big goal. Um, a lot of guys stepped up. Kind of a weird OT. There's like a lot of missed passes and, and you know, kind of scrambly play you don't really see very often in time. Yeah, I thought it was a slower pace overtime. Um, you know, I'd like to have that pass back to to Leo. Um, you know, when he's coming in late there. Uh, you no, know, obviously, I think we'd like to have that two-on-one back as well, but you know, ultimately, uh, we win, and, and uh, that's all that matters. There's some talk about changing the rules in three-on-three, kind of eliminate the the over and back. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I definitely thought you saw it tonight. Um, both teams, I thought, took advantage of of, uh, of that rule not being in place. Um, I think you'd see, you know, I'm sure with every rule change, there's there's problems that come up with with that too. So. Um, I think overtime's pretty entertaining as is. Um, could it be more entertaining with that rule? You know, who knows? I don't know, but um, it's not my not my job to make that call.
5: Connor, who shoots it so hard. Is it
2: really hard for goalie to or control or anything? I mean, that I was shot it right out on The puck's
3: sitting there for Kane he shoots it so hard yeah he shoots it he shoots it so well um you know sometimes it's uh it's hard for us to get pucks back um he shoots it so hard because it kind of goes and 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 sprays and we can't get it back but um it's such an asset back there um you know the goalie can't see it either it's going in or we're getting a chance off it so um he's a great shooter and and, uh, and a great power play quarterback
0: Connor McDavid, the first star tonight. Oilers win 5-4 in a shootout against Vegas. Evander Kane, the second star. Michael Amadio from the Golden Knights, the third star. Rob and I give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Do you have one tonight?
1: Well, I, Darnell Nurse. I really like Darnell's game tonight. I thought he uh, was ferocious when he needed to be, jumped up in the play. And to me, the the big power play goal late in the game, he created that opportunity rushing up into the play and taking a... Slash from Eichel and got the Oilers on the power play.
0: Yeah, that, great play. They're killing a penalty late in the second period. He joins the rush
2: mm-hmm.
0: knowing that the guy is coming out of the box, so he's not going to get caught and gets hooked, and that led to a power play goal. A couple of things I want to bring up with you. Early in the third period, how about that pass Leon kicked off the wall? Oh, a to, great play. It, uh, eventually led to a CC. I think Brown passed it to CC, but Leon... Kicked it into the middle of the ice right on a brown stick. It was it
1: was tape to tape it was <laughs> skate blade to tape It's funny you and I uh, were fortunate enough to be part of the heritage classic and got to do our show Down at glass level Before the game and that's when all of the the players come out as we know all the all teams They play I don't think some call it sewer ball, but it's soccer and we watched all those guys playing soccer and it was I, I, I felt I was at a, a professional soccer team's practice. These guys are so good. Eye-hand coordination, foot-eye coordination. So that play that Leon makes, it's a simple play for those guys. It's He knew exactly where to put it. I We had a, a hockey academy yesterday, and we did a drill where all I did was pass the puck into the kids' skates just so they could kick it up quickly into their, their sticks. It's something that it's a learned trait, and if you learn it, it, becomes much more effective. And we saw Leon Settle not only kick it up He didn't kick it up to his own. He kicked it to someone else's. But he made it look so easy, made it look so subtle, and he turned uh, a situation into a two-on-one opportunity and a good scoring chance for the Edmonton Oilers.
0: And that play that uh, Gagne-Hamlin to Ernie in the third period that led to the Oilers' power play, which they could have scored. Do you remember that one? Hamlin and Gagne brought it down the left side and worked it in front to Ernie, who was all alone, and he, he drew a penalty on the slot. Yeah, the
1: it line. was a good play. They, they played well. It's one of those things, uh, you, when you're a fourth-line guy, and I, I was at times in my, at the end of my career, you have this, um, you want an identity. And when you're sitting on the bench, you don't know when your next shift is, and you're talking the whole time, okay, if we get out here, we got to do this, we got to get on the And, like, when you finally get on the ice, you're excited. And they were effective tonight. I mean, they, they got a power play. They scored a goal, and the biggest hit of the game, Adam Ernie. Oh. I can't remember who it was in the corner. Uh, I, oh, Nicholas Haig. Yeah. He hit him so hard. Nicholas Haig was the one that came back and got the penalty for slashing because he was still stunned and mad. But that was like, oh, he hammered a much bigger player in Haig. So the Oilers' fourth line, uh, I thought, had a very, very good game tonight.
0: 5-4, the Oilers win in a shootout. We will go to Keenan on the Certainty hotline. Hi, Keenan. Go ahead. Hey
4: guys, how are you doing tonight? Good. Good. A uh, real quick uh, shout out, Trevor. Hope you make it back safe down to Calgary here tonight. Uh, he texted me right when I was on the show last time. But anyways, uh, boys, um, I complimented Darnell Nurse last time, and one player I left out was Vincent or Vinny DeHarnay. The past game, since he's been under Paul Coffey, he's been. Yeah, he's only been he's been producing offensively. His defense, too, I've noticed, has really taken a big step. And I wonder if that's playing under Paul Coffey. And once again, a very underappreciated D-man.
1: Yeah, good point. Uh, he's playing better. Uh, ice time helps. I think there's games where they're going with seven defensemen, and defensemen hate that. Uh, the one thing, and I, I was fortunate enough to play with Paul Coffey in, in Pittsburgh. Coffey is a very good communicator. He always comes in a good mood. Uh, as we, t- we heard Chris Knobloch talking about how he'll come in the dressing room and he's just sitting talking to players about their day, about their life. Uh, players appreciate that. And having, uh, if you're a younger or an inexperienced player and you have Paul Coffey in your ear all night long, it's going to help you. And I think Vinny DeHernay has played very well as of late, as the team has started to play much better as of late.
0: All right. We have Chris at 7804960063 as well. Hey, Chris, go ahead, please.
4: Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Uh, You know, a couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, First off, um, Rob, uh, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you that um, Vegas is playing a more uh, disciplined game. I think Reed is correct on how uh, they kind of cross the line, but blur it just enough that uh, they tend to get away with more stuff. That's just my opinion. Uh, And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, just on McLeod, because I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, questioning on uh, you know his level of play right now. I'm already seeing the people of like, oh, we need to just trade him, like he's dead weight to us. Like, I personally don't buy that at all. But I think right now it's just his offense, lack of offense right now it's bleeding into the defensive side and let me ask you this because I don't think this would happen but you know you got one. your game against Winnipeg coming up uh, and then you've got your break um, would you consider just for a few shifts in that game what if you put them up with say Hyman does come back for the next game and you put up with him and McDavid just to try to get him a goal or something just to kind of just spark some confidence because I figure like I feel like his play right now is he's trying to overcompensate too much defensively and it's leading to more mistakes what what do you guys think on that
1: well I understand what you're saying and we saw tonight a, a guy with zero goals move up to play with Connor McDavid and he came away with a goal and gonna feel much better about his game because of that um uh, it, that when you struggle in one end of the rink, yes, it does bleed into the other 100%, then you start thinking you have to do more, and usually when you try doing more it it, it doesn't work out well for you it backfires, I don't think they're going to put them up on the first line uh, to try and get them some offense, but what you have I have been with coaches that in a game, if you're up two, late in the game, and the other team pulls their goalie you put out a guy that's got zero goals in the score sheet. If you're in a game that you, it's a bit of a runaway one way or the other, you're on a power play. You put him out on a power play with the good players uh, to try and define him a goal that way too. But uh, as far as just putting him up on the first line to find him a goal, I don't see that happening. But I mean, this is on, this is on Ryan McLeod. He's got to find the blue paint more. If he does, I, I said it upstairs, there's a great example in the third period when Derek Ryan hit the post, both Derek Ryan and Ryan McLeod were down low in front of that for the shot coming in. Ryan McLeod was in front of that. Sorry, excuse me. Derek Ryan was in front of the net. Ryan McLeod was beside the net. The guy in front of the net is the guy that's going to get the puck and get the goal. And Derek Ryan almost did hit hitting the post.
0: Yeah, McLeod did get a shift in overtime. Yep, he as, did. As we he's, saw. he's fast. Because he's fast. Yeah, 100%. And, and, he, and he did kind of get to the net on the that one. Yeah, 100%. So... Yeah. All right, we'll uh, get to a couple more phone calls, and you'll hear from the Viking, Matthias Eckholm as the Oilers get a 5-4 shootout win over the Vegas Golden Knights. You're listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. <laughs>
1: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 chance Across to McDavid to
2: Bouchard is one-timer, save, rebound, Scott!
0: And they would win 5-4 in a shootout. I set the line for River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Kane and Hyman, their goals plus their hits. Hyman didn't play. It's still (laughs) over because Kane had a goal and seven hits. That's right. You didn't have time to change it after. Well, we can't. Yeah, we can't change it. So uh, we'll just do it this way. Uh, So Mike gets the $50 River Creek Resort and Casino. Good Good on
1: Kane taking it upon himself to do it all tonight. He did have a good game, too.
0: Well, and I figured, well, we, whether it a you or Bob that talked about before the game, that this would probably be the type of game, or did Kane say it in his interview, that he would, he would enjoy the opportunity, well,
1: to, the, which um, he usually does. Well, it, yeah, this is the kind of game that you, you got him for against big physical teams. And you knew he was going to have a little extra step, or jump in a step, because he was made it onto the first power play unit tonight without Hyman in there. So he wanted to make sure that uh, he took advantage of it, and he did.
0: You know, it was 83 hits in 21 games. Just for context, the next best oiler without updating tonight, Nurse has 45. I think he got a few tonight as well. So half as much. is Number two is half as many hits. On Vegas, uh, Paul Cotter has 63 hits to lead them.
1: I like the way he plays. Good fourth line guy.
0: All right. Let's check the scoreboard here for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Canucks beat the Ducks 3-1.
1: 3-1. Brock Besser, who uh, a couple years ago they tried getting rid of, and then last year didn't have a great year. He's leading the National Hockey League this year with 17 goals. Good move by the Vancouver Canucks not getting rid of Brock Besser.
0: Arizona beats Tampa Bay 3-1.
1: Arizona's still trying to hang around the playoff spot.
0: Chicago, they're still in that rink with like five people in it.
1: <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's it. I know that
0: an agent came out the other <laughs> day. Five seats. Well, didn't the head of the
1: NHLPA came <laughs> out and said that that said is not an NHL team should not have to play there. Well,
0: they're still there for what three years after At this one, isn't that the deal? minimum? Yeah, because they haven't even got a place well, to put the new rink yet. Sometime in the meantime, I'm sure if they that have, sure if a city was like we really want them.
1: Well, there are a few teams that have said that. Well, do,
0: were you listening the other night when Shannon said there could be expansion?
1: I did hear Lake that, Salt too. Salt
0: Lake City. Who else did he say?
1: Well, it's, it's, uh, Houston. Is uh, Houston keep, involved Houston's again? Houston's always, they're they're always, there. always they got, on the list.
0: They're uh, always I on mean, the list. The
1: almost moved there, remember? That well, was sorry. all pretend. <laughs> but Houston has a nice rank. I've played, they were in the minors, and I played in Houston. Good city.
0: Chicago over the Kraken 4-3. The Stars beat the Jets 2 nothing. Oilers are there in a couple days. Predators, they're doing well lately. 3-2 overtime win against the Penguins.
1: Hanging around a playoff spot as well.
0: Minnesota changes coaches. They win. 3-1 against St. Louis.
1: Everybody has to win their first game with a new coach.
0: <laughs> Hurricanes over the Flyers 4-1. Maple Leafs, we'll, we'll go back to this one. Maple Leafs beat the Panthers 2-1 in a shootout. And the Devils outscore the Islanders 5-4. So we were talking about this first intermission, and we both thought, why is that dis- so uh, Evan Rodriguez mm-hmm. scored, and it was game over in the shootout. Like, the teams were leaving the ice. The fans were leaving the arena. I stopped watching. They reviewed it, and then they took the goal away. The shootout continued, and actually Noah Gregor, local kid, mm-hmm. got the game-deciding goal for the Leafs. So we could, Rob and I were both thinking this is really weird. We couldn't see, like, the stick's close to the pad, and, and now we were, list- we, we were just watching it. We couldn't, he'd listen, obviously, and we thought, maybe they're ruling he pushed the pad, and that's how the puck went in, but it didn't happen, but then there's one replay from mm-hmm. above. It happened really fast. The puck hits, uh, I think Wall was the goalie for yep. for Toronto. It's, he, Rodriguez took a shot that was maybe, Three five, inches, five, three inches yeah. and then the puck hit the pad, and then he, accidentally unintentionally took a shot that the it <laughs> is it is amazing because he double tapped the puck
1: i i watched the replay probably 10 to 12 times and thought that the nhl war room was crazy <laughs> and then there's one replay that's from right above and it's the only one that you can see it in and actually when you see it from above it's clear as day that he did double tap it i don't know how someone in the nhl war room could see that in the short amount of time, I give them credit because I watched it 10, 12 times. I thought, oh, okay, someone's drinking at the war room tonight. (laughs) But they got the right call, and a very unhappy Florida Panther team and the Toronto Maple Leafs get that extra point.
0: All right, we'll go to the Certainty Hotline one more time, we have Will standing by. Hi, Will.
5: How you doing, Robin Reed? Good. Good Good game? Yeah, just a couple points. Um, A guy like Bouchard, he has a good shot he should be using that shot more often a lot of times he he, he uh, he'll make the pass instead of shooting and uh, maybe a deflection or two but that's not just him that's not shooting enough i think a lot of times connor he's got the puck in the corner he's dipsy doodling looking for somebody to pass and the, you see the defense literally standing on the blue line a lot of times when they can be you know coming in for uh, a one timer, you know, top of the hash marks or whatever, but you don't see that. And the only guy that really shoots is probably Bouchard, but he doesn't shoot enough. Um, yeah. I think Connor, he's more dangerous when he's using his four his four players that are on the ice with him. But yeah. somebody's got to be open to take that shot. I mean, well, t- yeah. I'll tell
0: you what, Will, just just to jump in there, R- Rob's been nodding the whole time. <laughs> he would like Bouchard to. Fire away. What's what's your other point?
5: Uh, the other point is that our defense, like uh, you know, when we're when we're in our own zone, a lot of times they're they're not moving the guy out of the so Skinner whoever it's in, is in net can see the puck right. They're they're literally standing there and, and I get frustrated watching that. Like uh, on the last goal there, I think the guy was standing there and uh, our defense. They don't. They don't move the guy so that the goalie can see the puck coming from the point or whatever, right? So I think that, if anything, would be an improvement if if uh, the goalie could see the puck because a lot of times he doesn't see the puck and it it's be it's in the net, right?
1: Yeah, no, good points, and I think that's something that the others have talked about for the last fifteen, twenty games. They need to be better in front of the net, better in the blue paint, in both ends of the rink, and they have been better. It's still a work in progress, but they're much better now than they were. No, 10 games ago.
0: Okay, let's go back down to the dressing room here. Matthias Eckholm.
1: The last six.
6: See you Thursday. Uh, 54 minutes for sure. I even, I mean, sometimes you, you as a team let into a goal slate like that and you can just tell that was our fault, but they were kind of fluky goals. It was bounces here and there, so. Um, The way we're going right now I'm taking the 54 for sure obviously they came back but we showed some resiliency in the end and um, yeah I mean huge win for us again and and, um, yeah we're we're, uh, working towards a game that that can be successful every night.
3: What do you think you guys are doing so well killing penalties?
6: Um, I think we're we're in sync so to speak I think we're better at the entries. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think we're pressuring teams more to make plays. Uh, um, and then, obviously, you're, you're, your best penalty killer on every team has to be your goaltender, and he has been, so that that's a big factor as well. So I think there's a bunch of little things that makes the big picture better, so we're, we're looking to keep that going.
1: Matiz, you blocked almost as many shots in the last eight games Getting in the first 13 on the penalty kill. Has there been an emphasis more, guys just in the shooting lane, or a little bit more compact?
6: Good question. I mean, I don't know. I, I obviously you, you know. When, when your penalty kill isn't going your way, so to speak, you, you kind of got out. I mean, you, you got to get it turned because um, without it, you're not going to go very far. So, um, whether it's on guys personally just wanting to, to get in front of it and make sure we, we turn this thing around, or whether we are more compact and it, we're, we're doing different things out there, it's, it's a hard question for me to answer. But, I mean, obviously, uh, I'd like to think there's a combo uh, in the end. So, the fact that you guys were able to kind of right the ship after they scored two late goals and pulled again out anyway is that kind of maybe a sign that things are turning in the right direction this might not be a game that
0: you win two or three weeks ago
6: I mean yeah but at the same time I think the first 54 minutes is what we win or lose tonight obviously it was really nice and big point to get towards the end but really enjoyed the game and 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 the way we played those first 54 and and can we ice that game more often than not I think we're we're gonna be just fine here so I'm more focusing on that rather than whether we want to shoot out or not because those are going to come and go you know that it's it's a matter of having a hot goaltender or guys to just uh go in as clinically as as connor and 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 ryan did there so i i don't really look at it that way i more look at our effort and and what we did to them i thought as we said earlier 53 and a half 54 minutes into the game we were playing it close to perfect and and uh that's very hard to do in this league and especially against a uh, good team like like vegas but it seemed
0: like uh very earlier in the year Very few guys had their games going because I feel like the other side of it is going now where almost everyone or everyone is having... The other best
6: games. Yeah, I think I think all four lines are going. I think uh, obviously we have our uh, big guys that are really contributing right now, and, and they're playing with pace and they're they're doing their thing. But um, defense is going. Uh, there's a lot of things to like about our game right now. But obviously, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We we know that three games is is not a lot in, in the hole that we've dug ourselves. So we we got to keep this thing going, and we got to stay humble, knowing that uh, we got another game here coming up soon. So um, with that said, I, I like our game, but. At the same time there's a realization too knowing that we we have some work to do and we still do
3: what did you expect with paul coffee going behind the bench and what's your experience been so far what's his presence like back there
6: um I, i did not know what to expect obviously and you know everyone knows his resume and what he did in the league and um what i really enjoy about him is that he wants us to make plays he wants us um up in the rush he wants us to close gaps he wants us to be um Serving our forwards, good passes, uh, good outlets. um, And not just flip it out when we're tired or whatever. Even though we're tired, he still wants us to make plays. And I really think that's the way to go. And sometimes um, that's something that gets lost. Because usually, I mean, that's natural in this world. You you look at the the bad things you do out there. What can you correct always? It's not every time you come in and you, you pump tires. But he seems to be a guy that more or less looks at the pumping tires situation where he, he likes to, to encourage more than maybe look at the bad side. So I, th- I think that's been a part where I've really enjoyed um, having him as a coach. Even through the losses you've had? He's Absolutely. Had him, so. Yeah, he's, he's been very uh, positive. He's been very um, direct. Um, whether, and I think in my opinion at least, it's been more positive than it has been negative, and regardless if we have won or lost, um, he's always been there trying to make us make plays, and um, I think that's a great thing.
2: He's a big guy and move your feet, move your
6: feet, your feet, a lot like what tell it, that's a lot? Of yeah, I think every coach wants us to move our feet, and usually when we do, good things happen, but um, I think what, what separates him is just that he wants, um, he knows we have forwards that, that can be, I mean, best in the world when when they're at at their game, and and that's up to us to serve them. Um, Situations and and rushes and passes where they can be creative and and let their skill take over. If we just flip it up so they can have to go on the forecheck every time, it's going to be less um, dangerous for us. So um, I think that's uh, something that he has really been harping on.
0: Okay, that is Matthias Eckholm from the Edmonton Oilers dressing room. Thanks to Brendan Escott for getting us all that post-game audio. As the Oilers survive a Vegas comeback, the Golden Knights scored twice in the last six and a half minutes to make it 4-4, but the Oilers survive in a shootout. McDavid scores, Marshall so misses, Nugent Hopkins scores, Eichel hits the post to give the Oilers their third consecutive victory, and they're now 8-12-1 on the season. Their next game broadcast here on 630 Chat, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers is Thursday. 4.30 face-off show game at 6. Oilers at the Winnipeg Jets. Get more on this game, more on the Oilers on globalnews.ca, 630 Chet.com. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 630 jet On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line.